We promote black businesses on Rider's Ladder Day. And we send down with the sensei, Hollis Rock. We gonna talk to a black martial artist, y'all. Let's get it. They call him Hollis Rock is the worst popping artist of the day. Let's get it. I'm a G-A-M, got no time for lames I'm a G-A-M, and soon you'll see 
I'm a grown ass man, that's who I be. I'm a GAM, got no time for games. I'm a GAM, got no time for lames. I'm a GAM, and soon you'll see. I'm a grown ass man, that's who I be. That was Hollis Rock with Grown Ass Man. It's an unreleased track. You can expect music from them coming soon. If you would like to have your music played on Riders Live, just email bookingriders at gmail.com. That's booking, R-O-D-E-S, at gmail.com. Or submit through the booking form via our website, which is www. R-O-D-E-S-Online.net via the booking form. If you would like to be the worst popping artist of the day, or if you would like to be interviewed, or if you would like ad space, submit via the booking form on RidersOnline.net. Alright? If you would like to make a donation to the show, just cash at Riders T20. That's dollar sign R O D E S T 20. All right? Lawspeaks.net. That's what's popping. Wildlife Tax Services. That's what's popping. Cognatblack.com. That's what's popping. Classicbullies.com. That's what's popping. FDKZ Clothing Streetwear. That's what's popping. Gifted God's Wear, that's what's poppin'. Era16collections.com, that's what's poppin'. DBM Baskets, by Damaris Savage, that's what's poppin'. Shara's Body Butter, that's what's poppin'. Sweet Juice's Cheat Code Album, available on all streaming platforms, that's what's poppin'. Mama Life Podcast, that's what's poppin'. And I got a new book. It'll be out in March called White Lines. That's what's popping. The new single by Bank Flow recording artist T-Law is out. It's called Coming For You. Produced by Insane Beats. The single features Beats and Charismatic. It's available on all streaming platforms. Make sure y'all go cop that new T-Law. Coming For You. Welcome to Rodas Live. I am your host, Rodas. I am here with Frederick Hollis. Please introduce yourself to the listeners of Rodas Live and tell them what you got going on. Um, well, as you stated, I am Frederick Hollis. And what we're talking about basically in this uh, episode of Rodas Live is my journey from starting off in Taekwondo to now being a second degree black belt and instructor. Okay, so how did you get into martial arts? Well, actually, it was on my bucket list to get always get a black belt 
ever since I was younger. Like, and I always wanted, there's a few things that I want to learn how to do, speak another language, play the piano, and a black belt was definitely on there. So one day I was actually going to, um, going to Beggar's Pizza. <laughs> and right across the street from Beggar's Pizza on Ridge Road in Lansing is a martial arts school, UMA. And I just happened to turn around and look at the window and I saw that it was martial arts and I was like, mm, let me take this number down. I saw it was Taekwondo and they uh, also did some other things in the arts. So I took the number down and then I called and spoke with the instructor, went in and talked to him. He gave me a little assessment and the rest is history. That was back in uh, September 29th, 2017. Okay. so. Who inspired you to be a martial artist? Well, you know, watching a lot of TV, a lot of martial arts movies and everything, but I really wasn't even inspired to be a martial artist. It was just that I always wanted the designation of black belt ever since I was young. That just was something that I wanted all the time but I never I, I actually took karate for a little bit when I was like 10 years old I got up to got yellow belt but then I had quit and that was a long time ago but ever since then like in my teenage years I just never got a chance to do it then until now till later and I just always wanted that black belt so decided to go shoot for it okay so so what's some of the what's some of the training they're going to be in a black black belt. Well, it's a lot because it's a, it's a whole lot of levels. You start off at white belt. Our our the way our curriculum works. You start at white. You go to yellow, orange, green, blue, blue first, red, red first, brown, brown first. Recommended black belt, then black belt. Then the second, then the degrees come. I got the second. I'm at the second degree. So. In each level, it's a amount, it's a certain curriculum that you need to be responsible for that you have to know before you proceed to the next level. And as you move up the levels, you're still responsible for the curriculum in that previous belt. So when you get tested, the the master can ask you anything that's at your belt level or below it. So by the time you get to be uh, you're going for your black belt, he can ask you anything that's in any of those other belt levels as well as where you are. So you have to know all of that. So basically it's a lot of discipline involved because you got to come to classes and you got to perform when you're in the classes. Okay, is it the same for all ages? Like, can you be a 12 year old black belt or eight year old yeah, black belt? You definitely can. It's about the time that you put in. We actually, we have a, a 16, well, 17 year old black belt. He's in, he's a second degree black belt. He's an assistant instructor. And we have a 13 year old black belt. And she's an assistant instructor as well. And we've had, uh, I'm trying to think how old, like 10-year-olds. We had the 10-year-old. I think our youngest black belt that we ever had was like probably eight or nine, something like that. So, yeah, it's about when you start and the time that you put in. Okay. So where do you have to be mentally when you go through this strenuous regiment? You got to really want it because if you don't want it, then... You know, all your dreams are on the other side of fear. 
So if you don't want it and you're scared to do things that you haven't done, because what it is, is pushing your body past its limits. People always complain about, oh, I can't do this. I feel bad. I'm blah, blah, all of this. That's talking. And they talk themselves into it. You have no idea what your body is capable of, how much more it could do than what you're doing. And even if you think you're pushing it, you're really not pushing it to its limits and beyond that. But that's what it takes. It takes the discipline to not be afraid to push yourself past what's comfortable because your dreams, like I said, are on the other side of fear and they don't lay in a comfortable spot. What you want is in uncomfortableness. So you have to embrace it and push through it. So basically you're figuring out that you're tapping into the other 97% of your brain that you never used that's gotten your body. Yeah, because you you tapping into into it to bring it together, your mind, your soul, and your body, your mind body. Because your body is gonna always want to quit. It's gonna always be like, man, I, I can't do that. But you own that body. That body is a suit. You're a soul that lives within the suit. So you tell that suit what to do, and you tell it, well, if I'm gonna die, then kill me. Let me die then. I dare you. But you push, you're going to do what I tell you to do right now when I tell you to do it. Okay. So when when in the, the training to become a back, black belt did you know that you can really do it? Like, what is something that shocked you physically, mentally, and emotionally going through this process? Well, when I first started... I didn't think I was gonna do it at first because when I went to it, first of all, it was Taekwondo. And from my recollection of Taekwondo, I was like, it's a lot of kicks. I was like, I'm older, I'm all stiff. I'm not gonna be trying to be kicking and all that. And I'm like, ah. So I thought that I wasn't, I thought legitly, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do it. But when I talked to the teacher, Master L is the name, is my teacher. When I talked to him, he made me put a, put in me a confidence just knowing that I could do it. And it just made me want to do it. But when I first came, I was extremely stiff because back in all the other sports that I had previously did a long time ago when I was young, like um, wrestling and football and even a little bit of boxing and stuff like that, the, the coaches I had never focused on flexibility. They focused on power and strength. So I was real strong, but very unflexible. But as I got to it and started seeing how more flexible I could be and the way my kicks actually looked as I was going up the route, up the belt, then that just, uh, up the belts, then that just let me know that I could do it and made me want to keep on pushing it. But one of the main things that we stress at our school is, see, it's not just the martial art. We're not, we're not here to just teach people how to do a proper roundhouse and be the best at kicking or be the best at fighting. Because what we do, we're about culture more than, than a lot of schools that I see. We're about not just the martial art, but also the culture. We are concerned with producing, especially in the, in the children, producing good human beings that go out into society and be productive. So it's not just about your skill level, it's about how you are. Like it's, it's a code to be a black belt at our school. It's a code that you have to live by, a code of being on the straight path and living, trying to live as righteous as possible. It's not just you go out here and you can fight. It's, it's way more than that. Okay, like if you have any type of flexibility issues, how do you 
adapt or address them? Um, well, it's a whole bunch of different type of stretches and different ways to stretch that some people might not be aware of that can definitely help you get your flexibility back. I'm not saying you'll be doing splits tomorrow or anything like that, but you will be way more flexible than you are. And you don't have to be able to do a full split to execute a kick properly. Right. I don't say niggas get kicked in the nuts a lot of times and shit. Right. And in, in the actual fight situation, all that super head kicking, flying around stuff, that's more for, for show, for demonstrations. If you're really fighting, you're not going to be jumping all up in the air, doing turning kicks and all of this, because you are exposing yourself in those kicks, especially if you fight more than one attacker. You're going to use the basics of what work, and that could be a front snap kick to the stomach, not to the head, because you exposed somewhere else. The front snap kick to the stomach or the groin is quicker and it'll take more of a toll right then. So all of that other stuff that you see on TV when they flying around, breaking the boards and all like that, that is for demonstration purposes. Okay. I, I don't want to, I'm not disrespecting. Okay, let me back it up. So I was told that because when I was younger, it was a guy in the neighborhood, he was teaching us karate and stuff. <laughs> the stuff the stuff worked but i don't i don't know if he was really officially a black belt but some of the stuff has helped me in situations in life mm -hmm. so, so what i'm trying to say um he taught us that the best fighter don't have to fight at all there, i mean well it's always levels you shouldn't fight if diplomacy is still a, a option you see what I'm saying? If you can talk your way out of something, then you do that. Why would you want to fight? I mean, it's not about you shouldn't want to fight and have to put your hands on anybody. Fighting is the last situation. But if all diplomacy has been reached and there's no other level of diplomacy that could be gone and this person is actually trying to hurt you or your family physically, then you got to fight. It ain't there's nothing that you can do. Or if it's, if it's something, if you're surrounded by three dudes, you can't run nowhere. There's nowhere to run. And they're not listening. They want to rob you they trying to do something to you bad trying to take your life god forbid or a member of your family then that's when you have to fight we're talking about fighting situations where you have to fight not because you think you tough and you want to go outside and prove something or anything like that see you were taught by a dude, he probably might have had a couple of classes or something like that. Maybe he was real good in karate or whatever. But what we are is weird. I want to make that distinction clean, clear, too, because there's a lot of schools or not even schools, but people just out in the streets or whatever teaching or something like that. We are a pedigree school, meaning that we are a member of the Chung Kung Do Federation worldwide. My teacher was taught by a Korean by the name of Supreme Grandmaster Kim. He was in the Korean War. He got captured. He escaped four times using these techniques that he, so you know you're in a POW camp. You get caught four times. You escape four times. You already know the bodies that you didn't have to toll up. And his teacher is known as the technical founder of Taekwondo. And it was passed down to him and to some of his other students. And my teacher had various masters coming, coming up. He had a kickboxing master because we also do uh, a little kickboxing training from time to time. We do some hop keto, a keto, a little judo, 
and a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Not a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school, but we teach a little bit of the ground fighting aspect so you can be a well-rounded fighter. So my teacher comes from a tremendous pedigree. Like we, like my name is on a certificate and it's on, it's in the books of the Worldwide Chung Kung Do Federation. So you can go over in Korea and look me up, just like a, as you can look up my master, all the black belts he's ever made and his master like that. So it's not just like it was Rudy in the street and he was like, come back here and kick this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, so um, I'm not trying to disrespect being a martial artist and the quest to um, being a black belt. So is it sort of like preparing to be a Jedi? Like, kind of. <laughs> well, if you was to compare something, if you was to compare it to something, it's like being, it's like being, it's more than a Jedi. And it's more, it's hard to compare it to anything but saying that you like, you're a teacher, you, you teach math. It's like being a teacher, but it's even more than like teaching a subject because with these people, adults included, but mainly the children, we're actually taking them and we're making them better humans. So we're teaching them this martial art, but we are very, you know what I'm saying? We're very big on discipline and as well as having fun with the kids and whatnot, but also shaping that person to be a good and productive person in society. Like my teacher, if your grades are bad or anything like that, and your parents come, the parents come to us and be like, you know, you know, give them some extra work in here because they did like this. They mouthed off to their mother. They did something. We'll take your belt and you won't get it back until you prove to us that you know how to listen to your parents or your grades or, you know, we, we're we involved in the actual raising of some of these kids. And we deal with all types of kids. We deal with kids with, with learning disabilities, ADHD, autism, whatever, special needs. We do it all. We do the whole uh, spectrum. That's what's up. And like a lot of those kids with um, attention deficit disorders and everything, the discipline kind of balance them out and make them better children altogether. And more than anything, it teaches them how to listen. And it's good that y'all making productive members of society. Right. And we just now want to make it make it clear too. We're not just for the kids. We here for the we have adults. You know what I mean? So we're we're helping adults ease the stress of everyday life because this is like this can be a stress reliever for you we teaching you how to breathe and how to do all more than just more than just fight our our school it's a lot of things that's coming in 2022 and 2023 that's gonna we already set apart from a lot of schools but really that's gonna set us apart from any school that there is one is i'm getting my uh my personal training certificate and nutritionist license so we have weights and things in the school I'll set up appointments with the parents to come in and do some training with me on a personal training level, as well as make meal plans and things of that nature. So we really trying to cover 
all issues of mind, body, and spirit with the kids, but not with just the kids, with the parents too. Because this is exercise for the parents. The, number one, you need to know how to defend yourself. So that's one. Two, this is tremendous exercise for you. It gets you in some great shape. And three, it's a great stress reliever for sitting at that. The killer is sitting down all day. That's what really is our number one killer, sitting down and letting that blood pool and not getting your hips moving or anything like that. Right. I know that when I meditate, sitting down is the first thing that I do. And before I actually get into it, I wait maybe like maybe five or 10 minutes so I can totally be at ease. You understand what I'm saying? So I can mm -hmm. actually listen to what the creator is trying to tell me. And it has helped me a lot. So where, where can they sign up? But let me back it up a little bit. I was going to ask you about the um, diet and the nutrition. So what type of foods do you recommend when you're going through this quest of being a martial artist? Well, it would depend on. I would need to look at the person and see what body type they are because you got three main body types. You have ectomorph, which is... Yeah, ectomorph, which is the slim person that's a hard gainer, but they real skinny. They can eat whatever they want to, basically, because their metabolism just super fast, but don't mean they in shape. They just skinny. Then you have the endomorph, which is the dude that's usually rounder, might be fat, but real strong, can gain muscle easily, but really hard to lose weight. And then you have the mesomorph, which is the prototypical Captain America type body. And then you could be a fusion of more than one. Like you could be an endomorph and a mesomorph. You just was a mesomorph, but you didn't let yourself just get out of control. So now you just stepped into the endomorph territory. So depending on what your body type would be as to what meal plan would make for you because different people need different amount of calories to be able to sustain the energy to go through and certain people would need to be in a calorie deficit and depending on what you're trying to do see with this you don't want to be you want to be in shape most definitely be ripped but you don't want to be huge and bulky because being really heavy and super big uh with mass is hard on your knees and when you're doing a lot of kicking and stuff like that you don't want to carry a whole bunch of extra weight you want to be a lame mean fighting machine pretty much okay so if somebody wanted to pursue this path where can they sign up how can they get in touch with you where's the school the school is located on 3517 ridge road in lansing illinois and it's called UMA, Umbrella Man Associate, is what the, the initials are, UMA. And if they wanted, they can give me a call, actually. You can give me a call at 773-510-6340. And what we would do would be to set up an appointment for you to come up and talk to my teacher and he would just give an assessment because he want to look at you and see where you are, how far you, that's, he's, he's really, really good at that. My teacher has been doing this for about 26, 27 years, something like that. And he's been in the Pan Am games and done all types of things all across the world. 
but he's really good at assessing the person, both mentally and physically. So he knows what to pour into you and exactly what you need. So you will come up and get an assessment, whether it would be an adult or a child. And then we go through the process of onboarding because we have a, uh, we have a, a portal that has him performing everything that's on each belt level and letting you know what you need to have perfected before you go to the next belt level. And inside of that portal are the contracts and everything like that that you would sign. So once you determine that you wanted to do it, then you would go through the onboarding process with my teacher, Master L. But first, you could be a call, and that's that's the address if anybody just ever wanted to drop by. Okay. Um. Can you plug your social media so people can get in contact with you since this generation has a very, very hard time with talking on the phone? Right. Well, I'm at Frederick Hollis, and that's F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K, first name, last name Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S. That's on Facebook, on uh Instagram, um, Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S, seven on Instagram. Actually, is it Hollis seven? No, it's Hollis Rock. H-O-L-L-I-S-R-O-C, seven on Instagram. And you can actually find us, find our page, too, on Facebook. Uh, it's under Universal Martial Arts on uh, Facebook. Okay, so what's the earliest age you could start your journey? Three. We we started three-year-olds. Really, it's, it's as long as you potty train is when we start. Okay, I just thought I'd ask that question. Okay, so is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners of Rider Slide about well, the martial arts? Just telling them that they, they should get involved in this. If you have any interest in learning the martial arts, uh, you as an adult or your kids, you should really come aboard and be a part of our school. Because like I said, we're different from a lot of schools due to our pedigree, but not just our pedigree, but what we do. Uh, just to give you, for instance, things that are coming. Right now, I have a master's and MBA in business but I'm studying for my MBA in psychology. I'm becoming a counselor. So we're setting up a program where I'll be counseling, be able to counsel adults as well as the children. So we're going, like I said, we're going full mind, body, spirit with this. Not just, I know how to fight, but I'm a good person. I know how to handle my stress. I know how to do things that keep me from internalizing this and then acting out in another way. As well as parents, we're here to help you live longer. So you will have me for not only just personal training, nutrition program, counseling, as well as learning the martial art. So it's a good thing to get part of right now at this point too. And we're also uh, gonna have an online school for everybody. That's what we're working on right now for everybody that's all over the globe. So you'll be able to sign in online and you'll see us doing these techniques and everything. And then you will just have to send back a video of yourself doing these techniques before we can go ahead and promote your belt levels. So you can be anywhere in the world doing that. And that's coming soon. That is, that's genius right there. That's genius. And you can't cheat. No, nah, because you got to sit there in the tape and you're doing it. Right. And 
you basically know how to look and see and they got to do it. It's just, it's the same thing, just not in person. So that's good to have it virtually. Um, it, it definitely broadens the reach of the school as well. Definitely. Yeah. So how much would some of, some like this cost? For, we have different schedules. We have usually the classes are uh, Monday, it would be Monday, Wednesday, then Saturday or Tuesday, Thursday, uh, and Saturday. We also have Friday classes too. We have classes six days a week. But basically what it is, is two days during the week, whichever two days, um, he, whatever two days he puts you in, because some classes are beginner classes, some are advanced classes. And then on Saturday, is sparring and weapons. We're not, that's something that, that's different from us than a lot of schools as well. We actually do weapons. A lot of schools don't do weapons, but we do weapons too. So for those two days, and then that Saturday, which is sparring and weapons, it would be 150 a month. Okay, so when you say weapons, what type of weapons are you talking about? Like nine millimeters, Glocks, mm -hmm. what? We teach how to defend against nine millimeters, but no, we're not showing you how to shoot. But the weapons would be like nunchucks, like the bow staff, the uh, batons, the fan, things like that, the knife, commas, traditional weapons. Okay, I just had to ask. Yeah, but we teach defense against weapons too. The defense against knives and defense against guns and things like that. That's self-defense. That's another aspect of the program that we teach too. That's what a lot of the adults like is the self-defense aspect because right there, we just get into the, you can go into the cultural program and then you go up the belt levels and you learn the culture of Taekwondo. But some people just want to jump straight into self-defense, just want to know, hey, how can I defend myself on the street? And that's the self-defense classes where there is no belt or anything like that or no traditional taekwondo teaching we're just teaching you self-defense against weapons against other people things like that okay i really appreciate you coming on the show and by being black history month this is something that people can learn that it's not just to one ethnicity you know what i mean um, could be black, white, we all one race, the human race, and everybody can learn this, the skill set. So I appreciate that. Is there anything else you would like to lead the listeners or write us live? Um, nope, just reach out. Just reach out and I guarantee your 2022 will be the best one you ever had. Okay, that's what's up. So I appreciate you talking about the martial arts. I want to get you to lose your bearing as a person a bit. <laughs> so we got this game that we play on Riders Live. It's called Smash, Pass, or Dash. So you get oh, to wow. smash a chick, pass a chick to one of the homies, or dash, meaning, you know, you ain't going to mess with her at all. So you up for this game? Yeah, this is this is if I was single then, right? <laughs> what you mean? The past, the, the smash and the dash and everything. This is taking it from the point that if I was single. Right, if you were single. Okay. We're not trying to break up no happy home. <laughs> this is just okay. for entertainment purposes only. Got it. 
you know, I just gotta let the people know that the senseis have a sense of humor. Got it. Okay. So we're gonna do four rounds. You get three choices. So the first, the first group is Janet Jackson, Mary J. Blige, and J. Lo. You get to smash one if you wasn't married, pass one if you weren't married, and dash one. Mm, I gotta I gotta I gotta pass and dash one of them. Right. You got to smash one, you got to pass one, and you got to just, you ain't gonna even be bothered with the other one. That's very difficult. <laughs> this is very difficult. That's since I was young and I always had my eye on Janet. But then Mary, then J-Lo. Wow. Who you smashing? Mm. I think I have to go ahead and go Jenny. Who you passing to Decox or one of the homies? I think I get him married. And you just gonna leave J-Lo alone? Yeah. Okay. The next round, Ashanti, Rihanna, and Beyonce. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one as well. Probably, mm, you got some real hard ones right there, bro. They, they are hard. They are. Probably Rihanna, probably Smash. It'd be close between Rihanna and Ashante, really. They like, 1A, 1, 1B, but I'm going to say Rihanna. It's the smash. Yes. The, who's the pass? Um, Asante. And you're going to dash Beyonce. Yep. Okay. The rap edition. Foxy Brown, Lil' Kim, and Nicki Minaj. I am definitely going to pass on Lil' Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Free <laughs> and Let's we talk about the old Lil Kim song. <laughs> you can have and who was the other one, Foxy Brown, and who? Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yes, I smash Nicki, smash Foxy, and straight dash on Kim. Okay. Last but not least, we got the vet edition. The vet edition. We got Pam Greer. Diane Carroll and Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad is Bill's wife on the Cosby Show. Right. Yeah, I remember Smashing Felicia, passing Diane Carroll, and not messing with Pam Grier. Okay, that's what's up. I appreciate you being a sport. Is there anything else you would like to leave the listeners before we bounce? Nope. Pretty much just get in contact with me. Okay, this has been another episode of Riders Live. We have Frederick Hollis. Thank you, brother. All right, bro. You have a good one. And all listeners of Riders Live, keep on listening. And y'all have a beautiful night. Yep.